You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Marcus Hayes County and the rest of the world. This is Friday night, the 31st of March. It is the end of March and uh, coming into April. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, but uh, I don't know. It, it it all depends. You know, we're talking government. We're talking the city of San Marcos, and uh, you never know when those uh, meetings are going to be, if that's going to be an April Fool's or not. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the Smart Terminal tonight. We have uh, some folks back in uh, the studio. Going to be uh, doing a whole bunch of follow-ups tonight in the second half of the show. But this is your local political commentary show that we do every Friday night. This is how you can get learn how to get involved in your community. Think locally, think liberty, make a difference. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts and the guests and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you. So we've got everybody here in the studio. And, uh, oh, we've got insomniac cookies uh, here because, you know, if you haven't had dinner yet, hey, it's the next best thing. Okay. Uh, So just one of the great things about downtown. And uh, now if you were to wait later on, we now have a new food truck that is selling tortas and uh, all sorts of cool stuff uh, across the street. But they don't get in here until about 8 or 9 o'clock, go until about 2 to 3 in the morning now. the night, you know, this is a whole different place down here at night. But this is the KZSM studio, and uh, uh, so uh, Dr. Anna Juarez is here with us tonight. And I have Noah and his wife, uh, or his partner Annie, are here with us tonight. And they have been in here a few weeks back, and we were talking about... Uh, Oh, how they went out and just kind of happened upon something in the mail and a sign across the street and said, and I had someone that made a comment after y'all were on here last time. They said, one of the things that really struck them was when you made that comment about, wait a minute, these people are deciding our life and our future and we didn't even vote them into office and we don't even have control on this. 
And that's what we talk about here is how do you make a difference and how do you change some things? And and I'm going to have you just scoot just a little bit closer to that microphone for me. There we go. And I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for you to drop the phone, but we got that. And talk to me just a minute and tell me about, uh, so what has happened this week? Why, why is, what's the big thing? Well, we are, first of all, thank you so much for having us. And uh, we are very disappointed. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, Planning and Zoning Commission on Tuesday voted to approve heavy industrial zoning for the expanded smart terminal. And this is expanded uh, zoning as well as, well as additional waivers. There, it, in many ways, this new, uh, this new agreement is worse than the old agreement. So very disappointed. It was a five to four vote. Okay, so this is the first step that this then goes to the city council whenever they bring that up. That is anywhere from uh, at least two weeks. It may be three to four weeks. Who knows? It depends on that. Usually they don't want to fast track these real fast, but it all depends, okay, on city. Because in order to get it on the agenda, it has to be come from staff that it then goes to either the mayor can put it on or two of the council members can ask to put this on the agenda. And so then that's going to be the next step. And so then they will have two hearings. They'll have a first hearing and a second hearing on this before this is actually agreed upon by the city council. So what was happening the other night was that you have a, uh, if we have the annexation, all right, is the first part of this is that the the city so the city's going to have to vote to have an annexation of this correct together yeah but they actually coincide so they're going to vote to annex and zone in the same meeting okay so it's correct so they've got to and then so but they'll have to go in ahead and do the annexation and then the zoning is how or no correct yeah they have to right. annex before they can zone but they're going to do it in the same exact meeting understood one after the other. right understood but it, and okay so this is where this gets interesting the reason i'm saying this is so that if you are going and talking all right you can you can speak before city council meetings uh, on anything. But if it is something that is going to be on their agenda for that night, you cannot speak when that agenda item comes up. But in this case, you are going to have two agenda items. So you can actually get up and speak both times. All right. So in and on those items when they come up, and they will have that first hearing and the second hearing. And so, you you know, those have to be voted on first. So that's, you know, just a little bit of the tactics is all I'm kind of getting at, the you know, the when these, uh, how these things go down. And you all are learning this one where, you know, Noah's shaking his head just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and we talked about this last time when Annie was saying, you know, hey, give up. Our lives are going to be given up. We're jumping into this and you are into that now. So, Annie, what did you take away from the uh, meeting the other night with uh, listening to the planning and zoning? Yeah, I mean, they definitely had a really interesting conversation. Um, Jim Garber brought in the fire chief, which 
was able he was able to provide a lot of information that we were not necessarily aware of in regards to um, taxes and the cost of adding fire stations that would be put on the taxpayers um, but I will say something that I left with the meeting is that you know even though this wasn't necessarily a win for us i think that we can use that passion and continue to move forward you know because we got a hearing coming up and i i don't see any reason why we can't just keep going well and exactly you're going to be going in you know so you've got the next step is city council this is not it's just one strike okay you know in in the whole scheme of things here uh, uh and there's all sorts of things that can happen in between, right? Because you've got developers, and the developer can always pull out. The developer can always say, "No, nah, I don't, I don't want to deal with this," which has happened in the past. People have made it uh, almost too difficult for them to go on in a lot of ways. They didn't realize that, you know, what was going to be happening. Now, I think in this case, though, the developer is not going to give up. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But there was some things that you probably got. Okay, so I've talked to some people after the meeting the other night to, to kind of get some background on this. I didn't attend. I haven't watched the, the follow-up, but I have had four or five different people talking to me that I know a lot of them are listening here tonight to the show that I've been on the phone and we've talked about. So the fire, we had talked about this when you were here last that I really suspected that that was a big um, issue for the developer because the, if you do not have a fire station there that it is going to be or within that five mile zone that they need then in order for them to uh, for their uh, for anyone building on the site anyone having any uh, uh, businesses there they are going to have to uh, pay a higher premium if they do not have the fire service there. So the alternatives besides City of San Marcos is Caldwell County, Martindale, and all of those are volunteer. You don't have a, a guaranteed uh, fire you know, dedicated to them. Right. So that was an interesting thing was that we had uh, our uh, uh, less uh, uh, our fire chief was there the other night and spoke and it is going to be I, I think this did come out that sure there's going to be taxes that are going to have to come out of this even though they are saying yes we're going to go on ahead and have places for two fire departments you know on on site that's staffing that's equipment. That is not fire stations, and the staffing are not cheap. Right. Okay, and it is going to be dedicated to that industrial area out there when, you know, how is that going to help anything, you know, in a lot of ways? Yeah, and I've got some numbers if you want to hear them. Please. That's why I don't know whether I want to, but I'm sure our listeners want to hear. So, Go ahead, Noah. Just, just rough estimates based off of the fire chief's um, estimates in, from the meeting. Uh, each station would cost about $25 million, so you got $50 million there for two fire stations. They currently are understaffed on mm -hmm. their existing stations, and they're trying to build a seventh station in the city, which they don't have funding for, just to put it in perspective. And then there's the uh, fire ISO rating, and that's for Correct. insurance coverages. 
there's a map of City of San Marcos that you can look up on the city's webpage. And most of the city's in a rating of two out of 10, which is pretty good. There's a few areas that are pretty bad. The largest, the currently zoned HI smart terminal land, which is a 10, which is the worst. So I put together a rough cost estimate analysis of the tax revenue that would be generated by this property as it's zoned fully 2,000 acres. And at a constant development rate over 30 years, just averaging based on the city of San Marcos's current tax rate, you would reach 50 million revenue by 2042. So pretty far ways out there. But the issue here is they would need fire coverage immediately. And so where is that coming from? Where is the funding for that coming from? Well, it's taxpayers existing. Well, where is the, where is, would that be from right now? And that is going to be off of uh, the other side of I-35, you know, is where that would have to come from. And yes, as the crow flies, that's five miles. And so they can get that, you know, if you take a, a pin and put it on a map and you do a little circle and okay, yes, you're, you're within. But to be realistic, to come from the other side of I-35, to come on back over there, you don't have a lot of choices uh, as far as how they are going to get there. Uh, and, and no matter what, it's going to be painful no matter which way that to try to get them over the Blanco River to get there. I, I uh, googled the directions, uh, you know, chose a pin at the current smart terminal uh, close to 110 and to fire station number five. At nighttime, no traffic or anything, it was 13 minutes. So uh, during, you know, if, if it doesn't happen at night, you're looking at much longer. And much longer. And so, but the big thing that really kind of came out of this that I'm hearing, and, I, and I'm sorry, I was going to try, and I, I will still try to on our break here, look up the letter uh, from, that was sent uh, from the um, uh, San Marcos River Foundation. Um, I had asked for that, and I was told, well, I'm going to have to ask for it from the city with the Freedom of Information, or, you know, just to, to, to get something there. I think that they do have that out there on Facebook. I think that was put out there, and that's why I was going to look and see. Bottom line, I don't know whether you all have a copy of the letter or not, but basically what was – this is where a lot of the um, – a lot of the uh, thought was – it's the you you've got a choice you can either work with the counties or you can work with the cities in the state of texas the uh cities have a higher uh a higher threshold they can put on more than the counties can in the state of texas it's just the way that the law is written that the counties are a lot looser on what their requirements are and so the River Foundation felt that, and I'm just going to, you know, kind of throw this together, that it was much more advantageous for us to be able to have more control than less control. And so this is what they had recommended was for the uh, planning and zoning to go on ahead and move forward with this because they thought that we would have more control as a city with that.
Is that kind of what you've heard and what we've yeah. been? Okay. That is exactly their their argument. And uh, and many of the commissioners, the, the commissioners who voted to support all cited that argument. I don't know if they had, there was a similar letter uh, in the news, in their newsletter, in Smurf's uh, newsletter, they had something that used similar language about it's better to to be regulated by the city than unregulated, you know, or less regulated by by the county. But I guess what I want to know is why did they? And so to finish the the pretty much, I think all the commissioners who voted. Uh, for the HI zoning, uh, seem to be reading kind of from the Smurf, uh, either the newsletter or a new letter. Um, so they did, you know, and they they talked about how they really trusted Smurf and and stuff. So that that made a, a huge difference. Well, and we also had talking points that the city had put out. And uh, I did go down today, uh, and I'll talk about that. We're going to take a quick break and. Uh, uh, hey, the sun's going down. I can turn on the lights for you all now. <laughs> and uh, uh, But I did go down and talk to the uh, Greater San Marcos uh, Partnership today. I wanted to get there, see whether they had any talking points or how they felt about all this. And uh, it was kind of a, a last-minute uh stop in and talk and they weren't too sure about the guy wearing the uh, rock and roll t-shirt today <laughs> i didn't you know i didn't dress up like i should i guess but uh, uh hey you know this is we the people i'd, I'd actually changed out and well, i was doing some work at the house and i changed out uh, before i came in tonight um but they didn't really want to get in the middle of all this and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that when we come back, about uh, how they are also responsible for helping Caldwell County and helping all of this, this stuff going. And it's interesting that, no, we don't really want to say anything about that. And I said, well, I'll give you a chance here another week or two. So we'll see. You know, they, uh, I did kind of throw that at them today, and we'll see if the Greater San Marcos Partnership comes back. But we're going to come back, and uh, we'll be talking here in uh, just a minute with uh, Noah and Annie and uh, Anna about the smart terminal. Okay, what is the smart terminal, Rob? I'll, I'll tell you about that when we come back. This is KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. 78666, this is your local connection every Friday night in order to find out what is going on locally. We're going to talk uh, when we come back about some things you can do around town this weekend and all sorts of other good stuff. But in the meantime, let's uh, let's hear about a couple things going on. Uh, this is one you can get over here to the Price Center this weekend and check out. The Price Center and Garden is delighted to be hosting San Marcos' fifth annual All Women's Art Show, honoring International Women's Day, See Me, Changing Perceptions, features 88 beautiful, thought-provoking, and inspired works of art by 88 different area women. Through a wide range of subjects, media, and traditional and alternative creative techniques, the show provides voice to their unique and engaging perspectives. This year, in celebration of our fifth anniversary, the experience is being expanded to include several additional gatherings and sharing and growing opportunities throughout the duration of the show. All events are free and open to all. We encourage you to visit our website, price-center.org 
to get more information and or to register for individual sessions. The Price Center is located at 222 West San Antonio Street in San Marcos, Texas. See you there. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. And yes, you know, check out the uh, record this week. We're going to have uh, Priscilla, that uh, you heard her lovely voice there, that writes our weekly column, is uh, talking about our bear up here and how we can folks walk by and stop in and yeah, that we've got this lovely storefront here, that we are part of the community. And uh, I'm going to talk in the second half of the show how I went down, just walked down the street this morning and met some of our neighbors and uh, talked to the folks at the Art League and talked to the folks at the LBJ Center and um, lots of great stuff. And there is something neat if you do want to get out this weekend. It is out at the Eye of the Dog um, uh Eye of the Dog Art Center, and that is out uh, uh, going out Hilliard Road, uh, out on the other side of town, and it is the 218 reunion show, and that is going to be from 5 to 9 this weekend. If you haven't been out there before, it is really neat, and for those of, that you, of you that can remember, they used to have on after thanksgiving every year they would have an open house on black friday and you could go out and it was the neatest thing to go out and buy local and to get art and they would have oh a fire going and they'd have people out there chopping uh, doing the the wood and they would have uh, our local bands and all sorts of stuff so get on out there something to to recommend for you there as well also um if you contact the station, uh, they are looking for folks to help out with the uh, Police Athletic League this weekend. With um, uh, They need people to uh, uh, umpire the, uh, uh, the local uh, uh, baseball games for the youth. And so uh, if send us a message. We'll get back in touch with you and let you know or just get on out. I'll get you some more information before end of the show on that one. But let's get on back to the Smart Terminal. So SMART Terminal, okay, what this is is a, an acronym, but basically this is a rail spur that uh, they are going to um, uh, 
bring in from the Union Pacific Railroad. It is going to cost them in the millions of dollars to go in and put that rail spur in, but they want to have, uh, the, the railroad wants to make sure that they have some assurances that they're going to have the zoning, they're going to have some things there to, to uh, they're going to have people that are going to actually use their their rail. And uh, so before they put that in, there's a lot of things that are there in, in place. But then you're going to have vehicles that are going to have to go back and forth that are going to be using this, uh, that are going to have to go over to I-35. Well, actually, there's, as far as we know, there's no rail plan. The uh -huh. developer told us that directly. Oh, when did that change? They've never had a rail plan. Uh -huh. The previous developer did. Uh -huh. But the current one has no plan. And ah. they have not even contacted the railroad. Okay, well, see, that's some, okay. Now, <laughs> and this is interesting because the notes that I had gotten previously from provided by the city were uh, was about the, the rail spur. And that was one of the big things about why is it there. I know I had somebody asking me that earlier today. I said, well, it's because there isn't, that's where it's got to be because of the rail line, you know, coming through. And so that's, and this is always interesting to me because, so what you've got is this two layers. You've got the initial developer that initially pitched this to the city, all right? And Noah's nodding his head up and down, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you're going to take this one from me here. So then we've got a new developer that came in and is taken over now. Right. Okay. They, it's a completely different project. They're just kind of piggybacking off of what um, work had been done in the concessions that they had been given, the agreements that they had, and all of the yeah, they, the lay they layout. They changed it completely. Okay. And added obviously like twelve hundred acres to it. And but so it is still industrial, but now it's not going to be no rail, but it is all or, going or to be air. traffic <laughs> or air projected at all. There's so what, what's, what's the reason they've got it over there by the airport then? Good question. <laughs> they, they gave me reasons, but it was basically um, it's next to Highway 80, 110, uh, and 142 because it touches that on the other side. And they like the idea of being able to potentially do rail and air in the future, but they have no projected plans for that. Mm. And also that the city told them that was the best spot in town to do something like this. Well, of course, because why? It's not in my backyard, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, well, I, let's be straight about this. There are no, there's no one there that is going to vote on this or just, you know they don't have to worry about that there's how many neighbors you know in that area out there i'm sure you all have ran some numbers how many people are are living in that surrounding area there i mean there's quite a few we um we drew like a i think it was close to like a, a five mile area around there there's about eight thousand residents that live in that area okay so, you know, including City of Martindale. But, I mean, you yeah. know, we're still, you know, this is against San Marcos that's at 65,000 right now, somewhere in there, you mm -hmm. know, give or take a, a few students here and there. Um, so you don't have anybody voting. You know, I, I guess you don't have any representation on any of this that's going on. You've got developers that are saying, you know, we want to move forward with this. 
city staff is recommending it. I mean, I'm sure you heard the other night that city staff said we recommend this project, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, because, yeah. It, you know, that's what's going to happen when it comes to a vote. City staff says, yes, and it's b before planning and zoning. Either we recommend or we don't recommend. And generally, if st staff does not recommend something, eh, it's hard. that's a hard hill to climb. So staff recommended the project. Why did staff recommend the project? That's what it, uh, it keeps coming back to. Yeah, and one of the things that I really don't understand is why why do they need to expand the project? So so you know, there's already almost 800 acres, you know, zoned heavy industrial, and uh, you know, the supposedly the reason for having this this these kinds of projects, right? The the manufacturing, the HIR tax revenue, and good jobs, um, but. But what we're asking the city is, can you do the math? Let's have a cost-benefit analysis. What is the tax revenue? And you know, Noah has already started running those those numbers, and that's only with fire, right? That doesn't include all the other things. So I think it's really important for us. I think one of the key things that 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 I want. Uh, is for the city to do a cost-benefit analysis. How much is this really going to be a benefit to the taxpayers? Is it bringing in net revenue? Or is this a net loss for us, the taxpayers? In other words, are we going to end up paying for a private company and their profits? So that's a, a huge issue for me. And the, the other thing is that why expand it? Like let's you know we've got if we if we want I I want manufacturing you know I think it's fair that everybody should live near some manufacturing right it, I, I think we should spread the love <laughs> um, but why do we need it to be doubled in size we already have it you know. Why don't we just keep that and do the math on that part of it to see what see what that's going to cost us and and then you know go from there. So that's really important to me. Well, what what's kind of some of the options here? Okay, so if they own this, this property out there, they can either go to the city and that they can say we want to be annexed and we want this zoned. Or they can just go and do their own thing, and uh, they can go with the county out there, and uh, they can go on ahead and not have any of the restrictions put on place about their wastewater, about what uh, um, the one of the arguments I've heard is that this is, uh, it's lighter than it could be, that there's a lot of the restrictions that the city is placing here uh, that you nor that you may not have if it's the county, right? So I would ask, uh, why do they want to be regulated? Like, what's in it for them? I don't think anyone is really asking that question. Why are they choosing to be regulated when they could just go with the county and not be regulated? Right. And I suspect it's because they've done the math. They have done the math and. And I, I bet it would be almost impossible. It's not going to be as financially profitable, not nearly as financially profitable. 
to well there's something i mean you know in you know this is the whole thing is that there's you're in business okay you're not going to go and make these changes and and try to to change things unless there's an opportunity for you but what i, I don't know what do you all think about why they're why they're wanting to move forward with this and what's the options i mean if the city does not move forward with this no i mean what's what's going to happen to that that property across from you could it just be you know crazy wild west out there potentially and i think that you know we all acknowledge that 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 could be a potential but you know what anna was saying is like they have they've had the property they've owned most of it for at least a year why have they not already just started building and then the same for the currently zoned heavy industrial why haven't they just started building there like i mean we have so many questions about this but yeah i mean potentially it could be the wild west or they could sell to someone else or you know it gets annexed Build affordable housing <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's it doesn't have to be heavy industrial it could be zoned something else well and I, I do want to go back to what you were saying about the housing, and this is something that it, I've heard over and over, is housing is when you add in housing into a, uh, into a city, that there is a, the expenses a lot of times outweigh what they get in tax benefits. You get more tax benefits if you have businesses because the yeah, you don't have to worry about as much police you know you don't have to they pay more taxes it's a bigger bang for the buck for the city to have a, to have a a corporate mm -hmm. uh, on that same amount of land than a whole bunch of cities uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh, houses in the city I'm sorry so that is always something to keep in mind you know I'm sorry. It, you know, the, the city doesn't like me to say this, and I've, I've said it on the show over and over, is that the city is a business. Mm -hmm. All right? It Absolutely. is. They are going to run things. Sure, the business is here for the citizens of the city, but they have got to make it work. Or, you know, it's you don't have fire, you don't have police, you don't have these things that we want if you cannot keep a revenue stream coming in. And so, yes, they're going to be going out and looking for that revenue stream, and they're going to look to annex it. And they, you know, there's a certain, you know, there's certain formulas. Okay, the math has got to work out. Um, you were getting something on your phone there, did we? Oh yeah, it, it was just a text message. That's all right. Yeah. I, I get my text <laughs> messages too. And and yes, Lisa, I I hope I made that clear at the beginning that. Uh, you cannot, uh, if you speak on that at your, your comment period, no, you, you know, in citizen comment, if there's a public hearing, you cannot speak on the same thing. Now, you can mm -hmm. speak on different things, okay? And that's where, you know, 
Lisa, my dear, you are the uh, you outwiz the whiz on that one. Okay, uh, you know how to get up there, and you can speak about so many different things in city council meetings that, uh, and you can get by with it. I've seen you do it, but for most people, no, you you've got to be careful there, and you can't uh, talk about the same things. So. We're, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit more time because I wanted to, to talk about this, but let's go. Where are you going next? So What's the next step? Essentially, we've got the um, public hearing on April 18th at 6 p.m. City Council. And that is the time that's officially set aside for people to actually talk about this, to actually say what their concerns are or if they're in support of the project, against the project, or whatever comes to their head at that moment. But we need as many people there as possible that are San Marcos citizens because the council is elected by you, the citizens, and their voice, your voice is going to be more um, important than potentially ours, because at least Annie and I, we don't live in San Marcos, right? but it's gonna be right at our door. And we need to bring even more people to that meeting than we had at planning and zoning. And I think we had over 20 people speak public comment and it went for over an hour. And they decided to extend it to hear us, which was good, helpful. They said they'd never seen anything like that before. Good job. And we want to one-up that. We want to make that even better going to this public hearing. And we, we really do need the public's help in this. Well, and the other thing is that they can limit on your public speaking at the beginning for citizen comments. Now, they cannot limit the number of speakers, though, on the hearing itself for that. So... Yes, you can have unlimited. You still are limited to your three minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, you know, make everyone aware of that. But it does matter with going into that, being prepared, you know, being very, uh, don't say the same thing someone else does, come up with a different way. But, you know, what? how are you going to challenge us? What are you going to ask? What are the, uh, what's the strategies? There's a lot of things uh, to be said there, and it's going to be a long, that's going to be a long meeting. And it may get delayed. You know, they, they yeah. can put that off until uh, the next week. And uh, if you, I've seen this before, that if they know you're coming, that they will go on ahead and not necessarily pull a fast one. That's not fair to, to say that, but I have seen in the past with city council where they have rescheduled and when people were all ready to go in and then they rescheduled to another time that was just real close to a holiday and that you didn't get as many people in and it, it made it a little bit easier uh, on everyone. So uh, there's, there's strategies on all sides. So you got you to be aware of those things. Well, Go ahead. I just wanted to say I, I hope that the council is um, acts responsibly, fiscally, and you know considers their fiscal responsibility to the taxpayers and actually does the math on that because I'm I'm not convinced and I you know I hope that the the staff 
will do the math, you know. Well, and you can send an email ahead of time to uh, the San Marcos City Council. We've and, asked. You know, and <laughs> I think the more people that do that, that ask about uh, the numbers, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's a good point in this is what is the cost of this? And with, we've seen this many, many times across the country where cities have gone into debt for projects and it has brought them down and here we are in a time right now when uh, businesses are cutting back they are not growing you know you're you're seeing over and over uh, every week right now with layoffs you're seeing that it is getting harder and harder for financing through the uh, the banking systems so it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out because you have people that are needing to make money off of this, and that's fair. They went and they purchased the money, and they, or they purchased the land with their money, and they need to get a return on investment and all of those good things. But we have a ch choice. We have a chance. We have a, a time that we can say something here. So um, any last words here real quick from everybody? Plug our email. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I also wanted to add, you know, something else that really helps is people actually meeting with council members and discussing their concerns with them. And I mean, that doesn't necessarily, like, we encourage all of the San Marcos residents to reach out and meet with, you know, your council members, but also those that live in Martindale, Reedville, Maxwell, and you know, I think our voice can be just as strong as theirs. I mean, we really proved a point, you know, earlier this week at the Planning and Zoning Commission meeting. Um, but what I will say is, you know, if you're interested in this project and you want to learn more about it, please reach out to us. Um, we've collected a lot of information. We've been talking to the developer for over a month and a half now. Um, you know, we've been talking to the city staff and learning just all kinds of things but please reach out to us um, and you can send us an email at smartterminalcommunityinfo at gmail.com again that's smartterminalcommunityinfo at gmail.com all right anything else anna no yeah. just that we, we need everybody's help and we've got a pretty good group of people right now but it can definitely be, be better and it doesn't even matter if you're saying the same things as us like that actually helps in some cases like if they hear the same thing over and over exactly. again it kind of drives that point down like they they have to pay attention and and these are council members that are elected by the people they're there to represent you so they will listen yeah Anna. um I would just add that, you know, I want the, the city council and the citizens to know that our group has uh, probably knows more than about the smart terminal and kind of, you know, some of the facts around it and really understands. I, I would be willing to bet that we collectively have spent more time really researching and critically thinking and analyzing the the agreement and the potential implications than probably most of the council and um, 
almost positive the more than the PNZ did. Well, thank you all for coming back in tonight. I do appreciate it. And I know, yes, you were rushing to get over here, and uh, hopefully the cookies gave you a little sugar rush there. And uh, uh, But uh, let you guys go and get some dinner and, and get some rest, and thanks for uh, rushing in tonight. But um, thank you. You know, for just caring and uh, for for talking to uh, all of our listeners and talking to our neighbors about what is going on at the smart terminal, and there's a lot a lot of people that are digging into this. So uh, I I do think I had some folks talking to me over the phone today that were going back and forth over some figures and trying to dig into this as well. So I, I think there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out here. Uh, I'm. I'm interested to see the numbers. I, I want to see that, you know, what's the scenarios uh, for the city of San Marcos uh, financially, because I don't buy that it's all all rosy. You know, it, it, you've got an upside and you've got a downside. What's this going to be for us? So thanks for coming in and talking tonight, y'all. And uh, we will uh, gonna take a quick uh, station break here and get everybody uh, back on the road. Thank you. You're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. This is We the People on the 31st of uh, March 2023. And this is political commentary show. The views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. The governing board will be right back with you. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. Frank Zappa said, so many books, so little time. Quiet, Groucho Marx observed, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Quiet, to find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Vanselina on Tuesdays at 4pm on kzsm.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. Quiet, damn dog. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water. In space, everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? 
Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Only on KZSM.org. ever listened to your music source and decided, you know, it's just not making any sense to me. I sure would like to hear some music kind of dancey in nature, but kind of mellow as well. Well, I have got the program for you. It is called the Melancholy Tea Party, and it is heard live Tuesday mornings at 9 on KZSM.org. Join us at 11 a.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month for two new half-hour back-to-back shows, Mothering Earth and Wonderful World. Mothering Earth, a show from Wimberley, features interviews with locals on important environmental issues in Hayes County. Mothering Earth will be followed by Wonderful World at 11.30. On the second Tuesdays of Wonderful World, Hear all about the San Marcos River Foundation from host Diane Wasinich and her guests. On the fourth Tuesdays, host Aspen Navarro and her guests will have news from the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance. Celebrate our wonderful world with your true community radio station, KZSM. All right, and we're back with you here. We, we're still talking and uh, in the studio, but... Uh, here you go. Let's uh, let you get on out. Thank you all very much uh, for coming in, Annie, Anna, and uh, uh, good to see you guys tonight. Noah, I'm 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 coming there. I just I'm, I'm looking over at my other notes too. Guys, have a good night. Good right now, and we're back with you here in the studio. Rob Ork with the KCSM, and I talked at the beginning of the show about uh, walking down the street here to um, just. It's Friday morning. We had some shows going on, and I said, I'm just going to go on down here and talk to the Greater San Marcos Partnership because I had, I wanted some to see if there was any other printouts, if there was any other information, you know, any bullets, anything that I could use for talking points here. Now, obviously, everyone wants to, ahead of time, know what you're going to ask them if you're from the media. And uh, I've, and I'm gonna come to that here in just a second because I had the city of San Marcos um, last week. Remember, and I I do need to make a correction. Is that in our emails here? Some things will get misrouted, and I had somebody had read it. I missed it that it had came in, and we did have a response back last week talking about I'd made two requests, and one of those was uh, trying to get our city manager to come uh, speak with us. And, of course, that's something that you have to have. Oh, you know, you've got to work on schedules. I get that. And uh, I'm not going to. uh, But, oh, what are the questions you want to ask? Eh, wait a minute here. Go go talk to to Mayor Jane, okay? And, And let's find out, because, folks, I... I'll tell you what I'm going to ask. I'm not. We don't try to have some kind of a. Uh, you know, it's not about trying to jump people. That's not it. This is not about us trying to get 
uh, a, uh, you know, trying to get one up on anyone. All right. But we do want you, we want to have an, a normal conversation. And it's just, and it's whatever folks want to know about. I'd really like to get them to, to be able to uh, come back here. And so, um, Let's see here. We're I'm I'm trying to find this one mail message, and I may have to go to my phone and check this out here. And uh, what do you got out there, Nikki? She is chasing something. Never know with our. <laughs> is that like a little lizard? Yeah. Oh, it's our red daughter of the wild, of course, with the <laughs> with our folks out here. So. Here's where I was going with this was that uh, the city did get back with me and uh, we're we're going to have to try to schedule that with our city manager. Um, and I will find the, the mail message here in just a second. I'm sorry. I we just this has been one of those nights where I was trying to get everything together ahead of time. Um, and I just I didn't uh, just be straight and honest about it. I was doing some work at the house before I got over here today. Uh, and so the um, let's see here. Uh, and I'm sorry, folks, I'm trying to. There we go. Let's see. Quest for information interview. Here we go. This is what I was going on. So well, the other thing I had asked the city about was about what was going on with the apartment complex over here at the cottages. And um, here's where I was coming with this that I talked about last week, is that the city was strong-arming our uh, folks that were further up Ranch Road 12 uh, at a uh, business uh, and saying, well, you need to have all of these uh, things or we're going to shut the water off on you and we're not going to keep things going. But yet at the cottages that they had been, uh, the, the, the owners had gotten a pass from the city to go and to uh, pump out uh, through an independent contractor uh, all of the sewage and to put it into trucks and to go dump that. Well, they were dumping it into the storm sewers. Well, that got caught. city said, no, we've got it all cleaned up and it just kind of moved along. And none of the media really picked up on this, which I was really surprised. Nah, not so surprised. Have a good night, Nikki. And so... I was, you know, I said, okay, let's have a follow-up. What is going on with this? And uh, the apartment comp, this is the response back from the city that I didn't get a chance to read last week because I didn't know that they had responded back. So uh, the apartment complex continues to maintain the broken private force main to stop any future discharges. The complex has a set has a plan set in place in the event of another line break and their management team must notify city staff and suspend use of the line immediately until repairs are made. While the line is being repaired, they have an approved storage and haul method. The apartment third-party hauling complex will have a 21,000-gallon storage container on site in case they have to store any wastewater in between haul-offs from the sewer truck. 
Halls will be taken to a facility outside of the city of San Marcos. All recent discharges have stayed in compliance with the city's ordinances. The complex informed the city that they are exploring permanent replacement options of the private force main. The new force main will be reviewed and inspected by the city staff upon permitting and installation. All right. I... Take that one as it is. I know I will have to kind of break that down for everybody because it is in city speak. All right. We know how that is. And I'll talk with some of my folks and uh, LMC. We may have you on the Shark Tank class next week to kind of inform us about what the heck they're talking about here. But we will find out about the Force Main. But bottom line is that they're still having problems. They are going to have to get it fixed. They still don't necessarily have it fixed. We have still seen the truck going there and uh, hauling things off uh, and the stuff off and the, you know, you know what stuff I'm talking about. So it is always interesting how we as a city handle some things and make the choices. And sometimes we just miss it. You know, it's a big, complex, moving set of machinery. But if we're having problems with the sewage and we're having problems right now that we're missing, are we going to be able to take on the industrial side of things? You know, I, I, I want to, I, I, I need to get a little better feel for this. Now, we did better than the city of Austin did during the uh, freeze, and I don't think we need anybody's jobs on the line right now. But why do things happen? You know, why did we have to have citizens saying, hey, there's a truck down here pulling up a manhole cover, and the smell is awful because they are dumping all of this stuff from just down the street into the sewer. Okay. Why did that have to happen? And then when we're asking the questions about these things, it's been, you know, everybody's been putting up all of the blinders and uh, uh, not, not the blinders, I guess, but uh, that's something else. Uh, but they've been putting up uh, kind of these barriers just to, hey, wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we get all of our questions right. And so, this is what is going on, folks, is that we have all of these questions that we do need to get answered. All right, and I was going to get one last thing for you as I'm running out of time here tonight. So the uh, city, not the city, um, so uh, there are, um, uh, we're looking for umpires tomorrow at the Little League Games. And uh, this is with the, the PALs and uh, the different fields. Uh, PALs, I'm sorry, at uh, the Police Athletic League. I'm sorry, it's, it's different than PALs. That's the, uh, the folks that uh, handle uh, the dogs and the cats. Uh, but you can go on out and get in touch with them. They uh, are actually paying uh, for uh, folks. Uh, so if you do have some uh, knowledge of that, go on over there and uh, look them up, folks, and they do need that. And then um, 
couple other things coming up. The LBJ uh, Museum, I did stop in there as well as the uh, Art League. And, and stop by the Art League uh, here in San Marcos. Find out they have got a whole bunch of great stuff going on. They uh, had a uh, exhibit from Texas State students that were there. And then they've also got uh, the uh, tour that they have got going up, uh, going around to the different art galleries. So go in and talk to them tomorrow. Stop on downtown. Uh, go by um, our folks over here at the um, farmer's market and go stop in, say hello. LBJ Museum, go find out about the golf tournament, uh, the Ted uh, Brian uh, uh, golf tournament that uh, we've got is on the 21st of April. Just some of the great stuff going on around town. Get out, walk around, say hi to your neighbors, and tune in next week on We the People for more about how you can get involved locally to make a difference. KZSM.org, thank you for tuning in tonight. Coming up next is Friday Night with Care, and we'll have that one on an encore for you in just a minute.